Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. Hey, we are in a series, as you saw earlier, it's, uh, it's called Holy Who, Holy Who. But before we get into today's message, let me just uh, let you know that uh, Wednesday night, I mentioned at the, uh, our School of Ministry graduation, I mentioned that Pastor Sam was to have a procedure on the next day, which is Thursday. Well, I'm happy to report their surgery and the procedure went well. Actually, it was a follow-up procedure to procedure he had had several weeks before. And so can we say thank God that he is Pastor, God is working in Pastor Sam. Can we say thank God for our pastors, Pastor Sam and Mrs. Becky? We're so grateful. That I'll just say it this way, uh, they are a class act, amen? So very, very thankful as uh, they have been leading us for many, many years and still going to lead us. He's our senior pastor, founding pastor, and we're very, very grateful uh, for the, the honor of uh, being able to serve with and do the will of God with such, uh, such a great man of God and, and a great woman of God. Uh, live stream. We want to welcome everybody who's watching live stream this morning. And we're so thankful that through technology, you're able to be a part of this service. So word of life, let's give everybody who's watching on live stream a great big warm welcome. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part. Maybe you're watching this service on the archives. Either way, uh, we would love to invite you if you live close or maybe you're just traveling through. Drop by on a weekend, say hello to us. Won't you be our guest? We promise you, we promise you. But uh, because you come and because you're our guest, we will treat you just like this is your home. So we would, we would love to meet you in person sometime. So drop by and say hello to us. Um, the series, the intent of this series really is, it's, it's really covers, it's really twofold. Number one, it's for individuals who really have never gotten any, any, any real good information. I'll just say it that way. Some good information concerning the Holy Spirit and, and, and you've never really developed a relationship with him. And so it, it's for that category of individuals, but it's also, it's also for the category of individuals that, you know, at one point you had a, your relationship with the Holy Spirit was very, very strong. It's very intimate. And, and for one reason or the other, you know, you just sort of drifted away from him having that number one place in your life. So, so either way, whatever, whatever, whatever category you may be in, uh, ultimately the Holy Spirit wants your personal relationship with you. He wants a personal relationship with you. And, and that's what this series is all about because it's just like we said last week uh, in our first service, uh, first message in the series, um, the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. He's not a mist or he's, he's not a vapor. He is, he is a, a person. Everybody say person. But, but, but today, again, I, I really have a strong sense, and Pastor does too, just a strong sense that, that in the 21st century that we live in, 21st century uh, Christianity, we still have a first century problem when it comes to the Holy Spirit. We see this in Acts chapter 19. Here's what I mean by that. Acts chapter 19, the Apostle Paul is walking along and, and he comes in contact with uh, some believers. They have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And, and, and Paul asked this question. He asked this question. I think it's an important question. He asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? In other words, when you confess Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, did anybody tell you about the person of the Holy Spirit? Now, listen closely to what they said. They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. I haven't even heard of him. 
And, and again, today, I, I really believe, we really believe that that same thing is happening today among believers. That, that for a variety of reasons, uh, we've not really hooked in and, and really begin to develop or heard about or got some good information, I should say, about the person of the Holy Spirit and the fact that they can have a personal relationship with him. They can have a personal relationship with him. And, and this is so, so important that we really um, get this nailed down and, and get, get some good answers to the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Let, let me just ask you a question and, and use your imagination. Just use your imagination. Imagine that the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart right now. You could hear him just almost audibly. And he asked you, who am I? Who, who am I? What would you say? If he asked you to describe him and what he could do and what he's available to do in your life, what would your answer be? If, 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 he, asked, if he asked, tell me about me, what would you say? What would you say? And you go, I have no idea. Well, you're in the right place at the right time because we're going to talk about and continue to talk about the, the, the person of the Holy Spirit. And the reason this is important, the reason we get this nailed down is because quite often there's a difference between who the Holy Spirit is and what we think about him and, what, and who he really is. There's a gap there uh, uh, sometimes. So again, last week we talked about the fact that he is a person. He is a person. He's not a mist. He's not a vapor. And how many knows it's important to know he's not a mist or he's not a vapor because you can't have a relationship with a mist. You can't have a relationship with a vapor, but you can have a relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. Is there anybody here that's thankful that the person of the Holy Spirit is real and we can have a relationship with him? I am. I am excited and I'm thankful. This morning, this morning, we're going to talk about his presence, his presence. He is a person and we want to talk about his presence in our life and, and, and what we can experience because of his presence in our life. But before I get there, let, let me tell you a little story, uh, something that happened to me. It's been several months ago um, when we were still living in Lake Charles. I worked out in a gym. Actually, we lived in, in a, little, a little community just east of, of Lake Charles, just right down I-10. Uh, from, from Lake Charles and uh, we, we had a gym membership there and this gym was right on the main street of this little town and, and so right across, the, the, right across the street, Main Street from this, this, this gym, uh, there was a, a Catholic church there. And, and so uh, quite often when I would work out, I would get on a stationary bike. How many knows what a stationary bike is? It's a bicycle that when you pedal it, you, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> it's just like, it's like pedaling to nowhere. You just get on there and pedal. And so I got, I got, on, this, uh, got on this bike and there's this, this, a lot of glass that goes across the front. So you can see the church very easily. So I'm on this bike. I got my earphones on and and as as i'm pedaling to nowhere you know i'm i got some music going but i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing people as they drive by and, and every once in a while I, I would see somebody drive by and i would see someone see that individual the driver do the the, the sign of the cross and and at first i was like what what are they doing a little bit later another car came by when the car came by the driver did the same thing they did the the, the sign of the cross and that happened several more times as i'm on this spin bike pedaling to nowhere and i'm thinking and i'm thinking why are they doing that and then i realized with my lightning quick brain i realized i realized that they were honoring something they were, they, were, they were honoring something. They, when they went by that church, they, they were honoring God that they believed was in that building. 
And, and I began to think about that. And I began to think, oh my goodness, no. Those poor people. They think God is in that building. Now listen, I'm not saying this in a judgmental uh, way against the, any Catholics. I, I've got some good Catholic friends who are in love with Jesus. Jesus is their Lord and Savior. I'm not saying it in a judgmental way. And, 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 and just, just, just hear me. Hear me out. But I, I begin to think about it. I thought, but you know what? They, I feel so sorry for those poor people because they think God is in that building. And then I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, yeah. And there's some Methodist people that think the same thing. There's some Baptist folks that think the same thing. There's some Pentecostal folks that think the same thing. There's some non-denominational folks that think the same thing. They think that the time that they experience the presence of God is just when they come into a building. (laughs) Now, I know we know better. I know we know better. But, but often what happens is our lives don't reflect that. Can I have a better amen than that? <laughs> You're like, I wish I would have came on a different Sunday. <laughs> you listen to what Jesus said in John chapter 14, verses 14 and 17, as he's introducing the Holy Spirit to the disciples. How many disciples do we have in the house? About half of you. <laughs> There you go. He's introducing the Holy Spirit to the disciples. Actually, I believe he's introducing to him, helping us know him, understand how, who he is and, and, and how he works. In John 14, verses 15, and, uh, excuse me, 15 through 17, it says, If you love me, obey me, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. I'll give you another comforter. Watch this. And he will never leave you. Aren't you thankful for that truth? He said he's never going to leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who leads into all truths. The world at large cannot receive him for it, it, it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. Watch this very closely. But you do, watch this. This is a great point. For he lives with you, watch this, and someday shall be in you. Now, I'm happy to announce to you that that someday that Jesus was referring to is the today that we live in today. Is anybody thankful that the Holy Spirit today lives in believers? He's not in a building. He is in the temple and you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Here's what I want you to get. I want you to listen. This is, just get this, okay? But he can be present, but his presence is optional. He can be present, but his presence is optional. In other words, the Holy Spirit as a person can live in us and does live in us if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But his presence is optional and you go well how does that work how can you how can a person be present but not experience presence (laughs) that's easy example easy the holy spirit is meant to have a relationship with you meant to have a relationship 
And, and so you can have a relationship with someone but not experience their presence. And you go, I just don't know if it's possible. Married folks? Huh? Married folks? In the living room, just hanging out. One's in the big chair. The other one's on the couch. One's uh, scrolling on social media. One is surfing on the, ta- on the TV channel. Are you following me? Two people in the same place. They're present, but they're not experiencing each other's presence. Listen, the same thing can happen to believers. But the truth is, listen to me. The truth is, the truth is, the Holy Spirit is, his presence is way too precious for us to allow him to be just present in our lives, but not experiencing his presence. His presence is way, way too valuable. So what I want to do is that I want to take you through some truths concerning his presence and how valuable his presence uh, is in our life. Things that happen because of his presence. And my heart is, my heart's desire is that you get so hungry for his presence that you want his presence 24-7, not just one day a week. Matter of fact, it's just not my desire. I believe it's God's desire. I believe it's the Holy Spirit's desire. Listen to me. That we just don't experience his presence one time a week. Now listen, I am not minimalizing that. I'm not minimalizing the corporate opportunity that we have to come into his presence because I'm convinced of this. That there are places in his presence that you can't get by yourself. That's the reason the Bible clearly says that we need to come together. We need to spend time together. We need to worship together because there are places in and because of the presence of God you can't experience on your own. And let me just, since I'm here, let me just say, listen, and technology will never replace that. Technology will never replace that. You go, well, I, I, can, I can just stay at home today. And I could watch on live stream. Thank God for live stream. But listen to me. Live stream will never replace coming together corporately. Can I have a better amen than that? I mean, I love technology, but, but sometimes people go, well, I'll just, I can experience, I can experience God at home. And you, you can to a certain extent. But technology will never replace being in together in his presence. But listen to me. We can't just say, I'm going to come and get my praise on on Sunday. I'm just going to come experience his presence on Sunday and forget about him the rest of the week. His presence is way too valuable to do that. So if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. If you're not, go ahead and take this down. Number one, his presence, because his presence, we get his guidance, his presence in our life. Not just if he's present, because his presence, we get, we get his guidance. Listen to John 16, 13. It says the Holy Spirit is coming. This is a statement that Jesus is making uh, pre-cross, pre-cross, right? So we live post-cross. Everybody realizes that, right? We live after the death, burial, and resurrection. He says, so the Holy Spirit is coming, watch. And he, said, he begins to describe what he's going to do and what he desires to do, what his mission, his assignment is. He said, he will lead you into all truth. He's not going to push you. He's not going to shove you. He will lead you into all truth. Now listen, how does he lead us? How does he lead us into all truth? Here we go. He will not speak on his own. He will not speak his own words. He will speak what he hears. He will tell you of things to come. 
How many of you know and believe that God still talks to his people today? Is there anybody over here that believes that God still talks to his people? Is there anybody in the middle section that believes that God still talks? You guys got the prize thus far. All right. How many over here believe that God still talks to his people? Yes, he does. He did in the Old Testament. Why wouldn't he in the New Testament? But the good news is we don't, have to, we don't have to wait on a prophet to tell us. We don't have to wait on somebody to tell us. We've got somebody who lives on the inside of us. He is God, the Holy Spirit, and he is speaking very clearly today. Listen, and when you have, when he's not just, pre, when he's, when you have his presence active instead of him just being present, what happens is he can speak to you and talk to you about some things. If, if you know his language. And some people are like, oh, finally, he's going to talk about tongues. Not yet, but it's coming. It's coming. You got to be here. I'm not going to tell you which one. Keep coming back. You say, well, what is his language? Are you ready? His language is the B-I-B-L-E. Come on now. That's the. Come on. There you go. That's his language. That, listen, some people have struggled with this when they said, well, what does the Holy Spirit sound like? He sounds like the Bible. He sounds a lot like Jesus. <laughs> Amen. That's the reason. Listen, statistically, people are reading less and less or ingesting less and less of the Bible. Don't do that because the less Bible you have in you, the less truth you have in you, the less you're going to be able to get instruction from the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, this is good preaching. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful we have two services here. I get to preach this twice. I'm just so grateful. He can even help us make decisions. He can lead us and guide us in making decisions. I don't know where Sandy and I would be if it weren't for the Holy Spirit and the fact that he still talks to us today. I, I would not be standing here. I do know that. He can guide us and he can show us and he can give us direction. The next thing that the Holy Spirit, his presence is the presence of the Holy Spirit when he's active and he's moving in our life and he has room to move in our life. His presence makes us bold. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, today, Christianity must be loud. Can I have a better amen than that? Christianity must be loud. Listen to me. And I'm not just talking about saying I'm a Christian. I'm talking about living a genuine Christian life. I need to be bold. Why, well, listen, the, the, the world is bold. We've got to be bold, and we can be because of the Holy Spirit and His presence is in us. There's a scripture in the Bible that used to confuse me. I used to go, like, I don't get that. Ephesians 5, 17 and 18, it says this. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I got that. I used to confuse, that, that was easy to figure out. Then this next verse is what really used to get me. It says, do not be drunk with wine for that is reckless living. I'll I'll put it in my paraphrase. Don't be drunk with wine because it'll make you stupid. It will. Watch this. But be filled with the spirit. When I read that, that just wouldn't make sense to me. I mean, why, why couldn't Paul have said, don't gamble, but be filled with the spirit? Why couldn't he have said, don't lie, but be filled with the spirit? Why, why couldn't he have said, don't cheat, but be filled with the Spirit? Why did he say, don't be drunk with wine? And here's the answer. It, because 
People who drink too much do things that they typically wouldn't do otherwise. Don't look at me like you've never known anybody that did that. But you think about it. Somebody that is under the influence of alcohol will do things that they typically wouldn't do. Are you getting this? But, but listen, but listen, when you open up your life and give God the Holy Spirit room to work in your life, what happens is his presence will cause you to do things that you typically wouldn't do without his presence in your life. Don't be, don't be drunk with wine, but what, be what? Filled. You say, well, what, what kind of things are we talking about? Well, I get to that in just a moment. Let me, I noticed something as Sandy and I have gone on cruises and, 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 and one of the things that we enjoy doing is that we love to go to karaoke. We love to go to karaoke because we love to watch people and we think people are funny. It's cheap entertainment, right? And so they, they have this venue, they have this place set up and, and they, they, you know, they advertise karaoke night. And, and so I've discovered there are three different kinds of people. Three different kind of people that perform at karaoke. The, the first individuals are the individuals that know, they know they have no talent. Zero talent, but they get up there and they do it anyway because they just want to have fun. And, and then, and then they, you have the individuals that do have talent. I mean, when they get up there and they start speaking, excuse me, start singing, what happens is, is as you go right, you know, right off the bat, they are absolutely amazing. They had a great voice. But then there's the people that can't sing and have been by the bar before they got to karaoke night. (laughs) And it is great YouTube material because they will get up there and they will sing and they are convinced that they can sing and dance when they can't carry a tune in the bucket. You know what I'm talking about? So they're up there singing and you know, well, they have been by the bar. They are under the influence. And again, ladies and gentlemen, if we will be and allow ourselves to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, we will begin to do things that we wouldn't naturally do on our own. Like sometimes like share our faith when God speaks to us. We won't care if somebody says, get out of here, I don't want to hear it. Or, 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 we, we will do things like, like God begins to, the Holy Spirit begins to nudge us to give, give an offering or something like that. We will say, I'll do that, I'll be bold and do that. Or sometimes in worship, in worship, boldness to, to worship Him, to worship Jesus, to worship our Father. Sometimes, sometimes you just have boldness to, to go. It, it might start like with the carry the TV. You know what I'm talking about when you're in worship instead of, you know, you don't want to do this because you're afraid everybody's watching. So you're just like, okay, all right. So I hope nobody's watching. I'm just, I'm going to go from here to here. Carry the TV, carry the TV. Oh, this is so good. It's so good. But there's something on the inside. He's the Holy Spirit that says, no, no. And you go, oh, I'm giving you room. Holy Spirit, I'm giving you room. And what happens is it goes from carry the TV to, you know what? I could care less what anybody thinks. I'm just going to give God the praise and the glory that he deserves. Amen. I typically wouldn't do this, but I've given room to the Holy Spirit. Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? Listen, you don't want the Holy Spirit just to be present. You want his presence. Because it'll give you courage. The Holy Spirit and his presence will also 
give you power to move. It'll help you move. Romans 8, 14, it says, all who are led by God's spirit are God's sons and daughters. Talking about move. Listen, his presence will cause you to begin to move in your life. Today, there are a lot of believers. There are so many Christians that are so frustrated. I shared this a couple of Wednesdays nights ago, but I felt compelled to share it again. There's so many Christians and believers that are just so frustrated with their life because they, they are stagnant. It's like they're stuck. There's no movement. And they're just there. They're just existing, going through the motions. And there's something on the inside of them that desperately wants to, to, to move with God and wants to move beyond where they are. There, there's something in them that desperately, they want to get unstuck. They don't want to be in the same place that they've been in for the last several weeks, months, or sometimes even years. And the good news is the Holy Spirit can help you and his presence can help you with that. Again, Romans 8, 14 says, all who are led by God's spirit are God's sons and God's daughter. I'm giving you just a quick Greek lesson. Just a quick Greek lesson. When the, the translators were translating the Bible that we have today from Greek, in the New Testament, from Greek to English, they had a little bit of a dilemma. When it came to translating the term or the word Holy Spirit. Because the word in the Greek, the word spirit in the Greek means a wind current of air or a strong breeze. So with the word pneuma, it means a wind current or a strong breeze. Holy spirit, holy wind or breeze. So when they were translating it and like they were talking about the Trinity, if they would have left it alone and translated exactly the way that it said, it would have, the Trinity would have been talked about like this, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the wind. So they looked at that and they went, that's not going to work. What's a, what's a, what's a word in the English is pretty close to that. And that's the reason they used the word spirit. But here's what I want you to, here's what I want you to understand. The, the Holy Spirit may be unseen in form, but not in influence. Talking about movement, his presence. Maybe unseen in form, but not in influence. His presence in our life can have the same effect as a current of air or a strong breeze. Are you following this? You following this? Now, now hold that thought. Hold that thought. It says all who are led by God's spirit, God's spirit, God's wind, God's strong breeze has that effect. The spirit of God, his presence does. But the word led there, it's the Greek word ago. Everybody say ago. Don't you sound real smart. You just said the word led in the Greek. Ago. The word ago means to, to lead by laying hold of and, this, and in this way to bring to the point of destination. The word ago. Let me read it again. All who are led is to, to, it's, it's to lead by the laying hold of. In other words, that the Holy Spirit comes and he lays a hold of us, with us, and he brings us to the point of a certain destination. So those who, those who are led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, which is that breeze, he does it just like the wind would. I'll use this example. Many years ago, many years ago, um, we have what's called in maritime history, we have what's called the age of the sail. 
age of the self. It was like from uh, 1571 to 1862. And it was during that time that, that boats or ships used sail to, to move wherever they were going. And how many know if you if if you want to move in a ship that is that is driven with a sail, you have to have what? You have to have you have to have wind. And there was there was a place, and it still exists today on the equator on the equator, and and it's called it's called the, the doldrums. Has anybody ever heard that term used before? You ever heard that? You know, they're talking about a person. They're kind of in the doldrums. It means they're stuck and they're just not moving and they're frustrated. Well, actually, that's a literal place, and, and, and it's, on, it's, where, it's where the Atlantic and the Pacific Ocean come together on the equator. And so what happens is, in the doldrums, what happens is, is that the, the prevailing winds, one is going one way, the other is going the other way, and there are places along the equator that, that the winds cancel each other out. And so there's, there are, there, there are, are days or even weeks where you can be in a place along the equator where there is no wind. And what would happen is, is that the, the captains of, of ships and crews of ships would not go into that area because they were afraid of getting caught in the doldrums. And the reason that they were afraid of getting caught in the doldrums is because, is because if there's no wind on a sail, on a wind-driven ship for a wind-driven ship, guess what's going to happen? They're going to be stuck. There are believers today that are caught in the doldrums of life. Where they're stuck, there's no movement. They're frustrated, they're scared. They're upset. They believe that God has forsaken them. But I've got an announcement. I've got an announcement this morning. I've got something to say to you that comes from heaven. I've got something to say to you that comes from the Holy Spirit. You don't have to live in the doldrums. You don't have to live in that place where there is no movement because the Holy Spirit, listen to me, the Holy Spirit can begin to move in your life. His presence can begin to move you in your life that brings you to an appointed destination. What is that destination? It's freedom from depression. It's joy and it's peace and it's victory. Come on now. That's what the Holy Spirit's presence can do. That's the reason he can't just exist in our life. He can't just be present in our life. His presence is way too valuable. Because it's his presence that's like the wind that will fill your sails and cause you to move. And let me say this. When you, listen now, when those sails are filled and you begin to move, there is no devil in hell that can stop you. Because God has an appointed destination and he will get you there. Somebody should be praising God better than you're praising God right now. That's to make me break out in a sweat up here. But, but here's, the, here's what has to happen. You have to raise the sail. You have to raise the sail. It's your sail. It's your life. You have to raise the sail. He'll blow if you raise the sail. Is there anybody in the house this morning say, tell me how to raise my sail because I've been in the doldrums and I got to get out. Is anybody here? We all get there every once in a while, but the good news is you don't have to live there. Just raise yourself. 
I'm preaching a lot better than you're responding, but I'm not moved by that. That's okay. I'm going to take my coat off here in a second. Listen. So the question is this. How do I do that? How do I raise myself? How do I get out of the doldrums? How do I do that? As I wrap up this morning, let me give you two ways, two things that you have to do that will help the Holy Spirit move from just being present in your life to you experiencing his presence. Listen to me. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. Every day of the week. What do you do? Number one, number one, give him your focus. Give the Holy Spirit your focus. Give it to him. Because listen, focus creates intimacy. I said focus creates and leads to intimacy. You remember the, the husband and wife that I described just a moment ago? One is, one is just oh, uh, you know, cruising and, and surfing, I should say, surfing the channels. Are you following me? And the, the other one, over going Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Pinterest. I couldn't leave that one out. What, what would happen? What would happen if both of them put down their devices and gave their attention to each other? Intimacy. And I'm not talking that, saying that in an improper way. But the Holy Spirit, listen, listen. Our relationship with him works the same way. Sometimes we're so busy just doing, doing, doing. We're so busy. We forget about him over there. Listen, he's not on Instagram. He's not on Pinterest. He's just waiting on you. But when, when we give him our what? Our attention. And we give him our focus. Listen, that creates that intimacy. That's the reason. I, lo- I love the way the, the Apostle Paul writes. What he said here. This is the message paraphrase in 2 Corinthians 13, 14. And I'm wrapping up here so... Is somebody coming to the keyboard? Are they already there? They're moving. 2 Corinthians 13, 14, Paul writes this. He's, he's wrapping up this letter. He says, the amazing grace of the master. Aren't you thankful for the amazing grace of the master? Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God. Aren't you thankful for the extravagant love of God? But look what else he says. The, 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 the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. You see... Your focus towards him, your attention to him creates that intimacy, that friendship. It's that friendship. You get up in the morning, you get up in the morning and you go, Holy Spirit, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you're my friend. I'm grateful that you're, you're not just present, but I'm thankful for your presence and you're my friend. And you're going to help me all day long. I got some meetings today, and you're going to help me with those meetings. I got some choices and decisions to make today, and I know you're my friend, and you're going to help me because you're a genius, and you are my friend. And so I'm giving you my attention. I'm giving you that place in my life. Focus. If he has your focus, you have his presence. If he has your focus, you have his presence. The second thing that will cause him from being just present to you experiencing his presence is you've, listen, you have to use your faith. You must use your faith. 
You got to trust what God says about the Holy Spirit. You got to trust that. You see, because a lot of times people have a real struggle with wrapping their brain around having a relationship with someone they can't see. It's difficult. Listen, that's where trust comes in. That's where faith comes in. Listen to what Hebrews 11.1 says. It says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for. To have faith is to be certain of things we cannot see. Certain that the Holy Spirit lives within me. I'm certain what God says about the Holy Spirit. I'm certain what Jesus says about him. And I'm certain that his presence helps me. You see, sometimes people go, no, no, no. I want him to prove that he's in me and and he helps me and then I'll trust him. Everybody look at me. That's not how God works. People say, people say, he's got to prove himself to me. I'm going to be just very bold here. God doesn't have to prove anything to you. He's not obligated to prove anything to you. But I can tell you this, he'll move every single time when you just take him at his word and begin to trust his word. God responds and the Holy Spirit responds every single time. You trust first and then experience. You trust first and then experience. Listen to me, listen Do you trust, listen to me, do you trust, are you confident, are you sure that Jesus died for you? Are you sure? Why? How do you know? It's because God's word says it. How do you know that Jesus rose again? His word says it. Why can't you put that same confidence in what the word says about the Holy Spirit? Why can't you put that same confidence? You, you, you have an assurance in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for you. You know why? Because you put your faith in it. And you've got that confidence and it, you, it can't, you, that confidence cannot be shaken. You can have that same confidence in the person of the Holy Spirit if you'll just put that same kind of faith in what God says about him. Amen? Listen to me. And... and, and That's what makes the difference between him just being present and experiencing the benefits of his presence. So you you raise the sails. You you, you raise your sails by giving your attention to him. Raise the sails. You raise the sails by putting your trust and your faith in him. You raise the sails. Now listen, what happens? He's the pneuma. He's the strong breeze. And he leads us, God leads us with that strong breeze to an appointed destination. And it'll pull you out of that stuck place in your life and bring you to the place that God has for you. And it happens because of his presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.